Welcome back to the TB Sports Pod, folks. And today we're going to talk a little bit about the Red Sox World Series win that happened over the weekend. We're going to talk about Week 9 of college football, the college football playoff rankings, the NFL Week 8 games, and a little bit about the trade trade deadline. Uh, that's kind of why I waited till Tuesday to do the podcast. You have the college football rankings come out at like 6 o'clock this evening. You had the trade deadline end at 4. So kind of wanted to give it some time to let everything you know, happen before I uh, recorded this week. And uh, yeah, so we're going to dive right into it. But first... All right, welcome once again to the TB Sports Pod. First off, we're going to start with the Red Sox World Series win. Um, but this is, uh, I mean, kind of about the city of Boston. I mean, this is the fourth Red Sox World Series since 2004. They have an NBA championship in there. And since 2000, they have five Super Bowls. Um, later this, uh, kind of in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to do a podcast kind of different from what I normally do. And it's going to be a uh, kind of just about... Over the past 50 or so years, the uh, sports cities, we talk so much about individual um, just kind of dynasties. You know, you have the Bulls, you have the Warriors, you have the current Patriots. But what about those sports cities that, that last decades? So that's going to be coming up. Um, look forward to that in the next few weeks. But let's talk a little bit about the Red Sox. So Boston won Sunday night 5-1, to one, Game 5. Uh, the only game that LA won was actually the longest game in World Series. I stayed up on Friday night to watch it till 2.30 in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning. It was absolutely ridiculous. Not because it was like a fantastic game, but the fact that it went 18 innings. You basically got two baseball games for one. Um, the game only won 3-2. to two. It was a walk-off homer to win, which was fun. But it got to the point uh, around the... I missed like the, the 10th and the 11th inning. I got home and was you know watching the 12th thinking that it ended. It started getting to the point where... I just had to keep watching because I had committed so much time to it already. So I, I, I did. That's the only game LA won. 18 innings on Friday, 3-2, to two, walk off by Turner. Um, but that was also kind of the game where you thought, you know, this game's going until 2.30 in the morning, our time here in Nebraska. And in Boston, it's 3.30 in the morning. That's the first game of the series in LA. Goes till you know, about midnight, midnight 30 in, uh, in LA. But that's 3.30 for those guys in Boston. It kind of felt like one of those games where, you know, maybe you would start to see Boston be able to kind of slide a little bit and L.A. kind of start to take advantage of the uh, whole situation. Uh, That's obviously not what happened. Um, Boston goes, pretty much throttles L.A. um, after about the fifth, sixth inning in game four. And then game five, um, yeah, five to one. Uh, What really did it for them, I mean, all, all postseason, they lost one game in every single series, uh, one to the Yankees, one to the Astros, one to the Dodgers. So you could say, I mean, they basically dominated the whole playoff. They dominated the whole season. This is kind of what we expected, though, is it not? Like, the, <laughs> this, they had their best record ever um, in the regular season. They were absolutely dominating teams all year long in the postseason, and they did in the World Series. Um, the bullpen ended up being a huge factor for Boston. Um, it just really... Couldn't seem like uh, L.A. could get much out of theirs. Uh, they couldn't even get much out of Kershaw when he would play. Um, so it was just it was just kind of one of those situations where the pitching won, which is a lot, you know, happens a lot in baseball. And 
Um, the hitting just was was so up and down for LA. You saw it, you didn't see it, and yeah, the not winning a game in Boston. I mean, I feel like people then kind of thought that there is no way that they'll be able to uh, come back from from that kind of deficit. But you know, they got one game at least. Back to back World Series losses, like year wise, they lost to the Astros last year. We'll see where Kershaw goes after the season ends, um, or when the off season begins. Excuse me. But I, I just don't I don't think that this is a team that will be back next year. Uh, we'll see. Depends how other teams improve. Who knows where Bryce Harper goes. Um, so the uh, World's MVP goes to Steve uh, Pierce. Uh, he wins it. I, I thought going in that, that Mookie Betts had a really good shot on it. You know, he seems like a kind of guy who would have caught fire quickly and then, you know, from there benefited. And he's the big name on the Red Sox and – if he had even somewhat of a good series, he kind of felt like maybe he would have been the uh, the MVP. But you know, Steve deserved it at the end. Um, I think this is a team that you know you might you might see around for a couple more years. Um, I think that I, I'm not going to come out and say right now that they're going to repeat or anything, but this is a team that I, I think you could see around for the next few years, definitely. Um, but yeah, like I said, I think that's all we're going to really talk about with uh, the World Series. I didn't really talk about it a ton on the other pods. So I'm gonna kind of keep it short on this one. There was a lot of football going on this week, um, this weekend. So yeah, but the uh, dynasties pod, the city, area, some situation, state dynasty pod um, should be out next week or two. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I've had a lot of fun kind of working on it um, the past few days since I've kind of thought of the idea. So I'll let I'll let people know when that's out. You know, check it out. It should be really you know something fun to listen to we'll see but uh yeah let's uh let's move on to the nfl um i'm gonna start this one off with the nfl because when i was kind of writing everything out planning out the podcast uh the rankings college football rankings uh weren't out yet so i wanted to kind of work through the trade deadline stuff and last week's game and then kind of do the college uh, football stuff after the rankings came out um so we're just gonna head head right into that um all right, let's let's just start Thursday night. Uh, you had the Dolphins at the Texans. Texans win 42-23. Texans move to five and three on the year. The Dolphins fall to four and four. Watson throws five TDs. This was kind of the first time that I think you really saw the Deshaun Watson from last season, the one that everyone was so captivated by, so interested in. Um, it was electric. A lot of fun to watch. Um, the defense that keeps trucking along, trucking along. And like I said earlier, a few weeks ago. I mean, this is when we're starting to look at the the, the Dolphins on the slide. Um, I think we're really starting to see that they they fall to four and four. I, I don't see much else coming. The longer Tannehill's out, and the more Brock Osweiler starts, the more games they're probably going to lose. The defense is starting to slip. I, I just don't think it's looking great um, for the Texans. Will Fuller, unfortunately for them, goes out for the season with an ACL tear. It was pretty much near the end of the game too. It was on a bomb to. To him in the end zone, uh, you could kind of see it when it happened too on the replay. You just saw the knee buckle and kind of knew from there it wasn't any good. But the Texans at the deadline were able to pick up Demarius Thomas from the Broncos, and uh, he, you know, he's going to help a lot. That, that's the guy that they needed to go get. They 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 have Hopkins, but they needed an, a, a solid number two. Um, he's a healthy guy. He's athletic. I think he's going to help them a lot. Um, but yeah, so Texans win 42-23. Uh, all right, on to the London game. Uh, usually the unbeatable Jags in London, uh, they lost in London. 
Uh, the Eagles beat the Jags 24-18. Uh, Eagles move to 4-4 four and four on the season, and the Jags just keep falling. They go to 3-5. and five. Really not looking good for them. Really looking like this is something that's just going to spiral out of control. They've had locker room issues. Uh, Blake Bortles is not very good, and they're just on the on the downward spiral, it seems. Um, Carson Wentz, he had three TDs, kind of leading the way, kind of maybe looking like, you know, the Eagles are starting to pick up a little steam. I feel like I say that every week after they win a game, and then they go and lose a game. So I'm going to hold my breath on that one. Um, I think everybody should. They got Golden Tate at the trade deadline, which should help them. I would have liked to see him get a running back because I think that would have helped him a bit more. But, uh, yeah, I don't think – I'm not sold on them quite yet. They beat the Jags, but a lot of teams have beat the Jags this year. So we're going to see moving forward how that goes. Um, I, I think last season might have just been a fluke for the Jags, to be honest. That's, that's what it's starting to look like. More and more and more as the season goes on, more and more and more they just look worse. Um, on to the next game. The uh, Bears take down the Jets, which is kind of one of those games during the week that I feel like most people forgot about. Um, I did. I mean, it's not a flashy game at all. You get the Bears, who are mostly defense, with the Trubisky that you don't really know what you're going to get. Um, not even week by week you don't know what you're going to get. You don't know what you're going to get week, you know, drive by drive from Trubisky. Sometimes you see flashes of really good. Sometimes you see flashes of really bad. But, yeah, I... We'll see how it goes. Um, I, don't, I don't think the the Bears are still right there. Uh, they improve to four and three. Jets fall to three and five. Um, we kind it was a you know it was a snoozer at halftime, seven to three. Um, but yeah, the, the Bears are still positioned in a in a very tight, currently tight NFC North. Um, I mean, everybody, even the even the Lions, still have a chance. I, I think they're kind of maybe giving up a little bit with the Golden Tate trade. But yeah, I mean, the Bears are still right there. Um, they'll, they'll definitely have a chance. The defense is still good. I, I just don't know if Trubisky is going to beat Kirk Cousins and Aaron Rodgers to win the division or even to get a wild card, but we'll see. They're still right there. Next game, quietly the funnest game of the weekend, probably, in my opinion, at least. So you got the, the Bengals, um, home against the Buccaneers and the Bengals are up 34 to 16 going into the fourth quarter. Jameis Winston throws a pick right before that. Jameis Winston gets benched. Fitzmagic, Ryan Fitzpatrick, comes into the game fourth quarter, puts up 18 points, and the Bengals squeak out a 37-34 win. Fitzmagic was oh so close, oh so, so close to getting that uh, that comeback win and that magic, you know? It's Fitz, Fitzmagic. And, uh, but yeah. The uh, the Bengals improved to five and three. The Bucks moved to three and four. Bucks are looking just really average. Um, Bucks are kind of one of those teams, you know. I mean, they're the definition of average in football. They're gonna lose to the good teams, even the above average teams, and they're gonna lose and they're gonna beat the below average to bad teams. Uh, we've seen it all year so far, except for those two early games. And yeah, they're they're just. Very average. Uh, I don't think they really have a shot at all at the playoffs. Um, no way they go on a run. Um, they'll probably end up finishing last. I think the Falcons will end up jumping them at some point here this year. But, yeah, the uh, the, the big issue what Tampa Bay should be worried about is not this season. Tampa Bay should be worried about their um, quote-unquote franchise quarterback, Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston 
he he looked, you know, good his rookie year for a rookie. He looked good. He looked promising. He looked like a guy who had a strong enough rookie year that he was going to prove every single year, up and up and up and up and up. Uh, that's not what we've seen, though. That's not really close to what we've seen. We have seen a Jameis Winston who has looked about the same with maybe some more interceptions than you would want at, at you know, at this age. So I, I, I don't think there is any chance that we really, you know, see Jameis Winston improving from here on out. Um, he's clearly not a franchise quarterback. I think we are way past that. But, yeah, I, I, Jameis Winston, not very good. Bucks have quarterback problems because Fitzmagic is not your quarterback going forward for the next few years. Unless Jameis can pull off some miraculous turnaround in the next couple of years, they will have quarterback problems once again in Tampa Bay. Um Bengals, I, I, I still kind of sit where with I, you know, sit where I, I was with them a couple weeks ago. I think that they have no real um like glaring, glaring, glaring flaws. They're not fantastic at anything. Um they have a solid defense um most of the time. They have a okay quarterback. Uh Joe Mixon running back is starting to kind of turn things along, and I expect them at five and three. Um, maybe not to win the division, but uh, I expect them in that AFC to kind of compete for one of those wild card spots, and that's what I think we'll see going forward. Um, especially with the Ravens slipping, the uh, all right Seahawks. Um, they go to Detroit. They win 28-14. This was kind of a loser go home. I I thought at least game. Um, I mean both would have are are probably playing for. I mean the Seahawks are definitely playing for a wild card spot. Had Detroit won that game, we would have we would have um, a very you know I think a four way tie in the AFC North actually, um, but with the Golden Tate trade, it kind of looks like they're looking towards the future. Well, I, I don't see why you get rid of of one of your big targets for a team that's truly trying to compete. Um, I don't know if that's because I don't think they're done with Matt Stafford. I, I, I don't think that. I just think that they're kind of moving on from their current core of guys besides Matt Stafford. Um, but yeah, they lose 28-14. Uh, Seahawks had an absolutely massive, just massive second quarter. Uh, Wilson threw three touchdowns in that second quarter, and the rest was pretty much history. Um, yeah, Seahawks still hanging around for the NFC wildcard race um, at 4-3 and three with a lot of other teams kind of jumbled in there. I mean, the Rams are 8-0. They're not winning the division by any means, but still hanging around for a wild card. Um, moving on. Broncos go to Arrowhead. Uh, they face the Chiefs in one of the NFL's, you know, probably premier rivalries, I would say. I wouldn't say the best, but it's up there. And uh, Chiefs win 30-23. to Pat Mahomes throws four TDs. He keeps looking like an MVP every week. He already has 2,500 yards. Chiefs move to 7-1. and uh, Broncos fall to 3-2. and The Broncos hung around the whole game, but they just did not have enough offense to really keep up with that. And the Chiefs um, are kind of like some college teams now where – where you have a, a such a potent offense that you just need your defense to get a couple stops. You don't need a dominant defense. You just need a few stops here and there. And a team like the Broncos, who don't really have a potent offense, I, 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 they're just not going to beat the Chiefs. Um, but it was a really close game. Broncos played really well, hung around, um, traded Thomas. So that kind of makes me think they're sort of kind of made me looking like the um, – the Lions are and kind of looking more towards the future. They cleared some cap space with that move. So we'll kind of see going forward. Going forward, the Chiefs 
still a very legit contender, might be the best team in the NFL, um, and they'll be looking for home field in the AFC, um, and I'm, they definitely have a chance. I mean, it's probably going to be them or the Patriots. I don't see any other team besides those two competing for that. So we'll see. Uh, moving on. Redskins visit New York. Uh, they face the Giants. They win 20-13. to 13. Redskins are now 5-2, and two, pretty quiet. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I thought that they were maybe a fake uh, fake team, but I think I they're starting to prove me wrong. Uh, they, they, they now have a, a pretty nice lead on the NFC East, um, and the, the defense is looking better and better every single week. Um, I mean, I remember uh, Swearinger said last week, I mean, they want to be the, the 2000 Ravens, and the 2000 Ravens was one of the best defenses of all time. They're getting better and better. I don't know if they can do that. Um, they also made a move on trade deadline. Uh, they picked up HaHa Clinton Dix from the Packers for a fourth rounder. Um, and you're going to put him alongside DJ uh, Swearinger, who had two picks yesterday, albeit against uh, Eli Manning. And then you have him against, uh, also paired up with Josh Norman. This is starting to look like maybe, maybe one of the best, if not the best secondary in the NFL. We'll see going forward what uh, really comes of all that. But yeah, I mean, Redskins defense, very good, very legit. Uh, in a weak NFC East, that's going to be really helpful going forward for them. Also, the old man duo of uh, Adrian Peterson and Alex Smith keeps rolling along. Rolling along. Adrian Peterson busted off uh, what was it a, a 63-yard run yesterday? I mean, it's kind of it's kind of fun to watch Adrian Peterson when he's when he's you know 33 playing like this. It's a good time. Uh, the Redskins are definitely a surprise team for me so far this season. Uh, the Giants, yeah, they moved down to seven and one. We all know that they're no good. Um, now they're playing number one pick contender though. Um, this probably isn't the year for a quarterback. This probably isn't in the draft and, uh, we'll kind of see what they go. They need offensive line help. Uh, it's not going to get much better for them. Uh, moving on Browns visit Pittsburgh and a much different result from week one week one. We had a tie between these teams in Cleveland, um, Steelers destroy the Browns 33, 18, which is even a little bit closer than it actually was. Um, they also destroy Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley. Both are fired um, on Monday because, I mean, just accumulation of things. If you watched Hard Knocks, it was a terrible relationship. Hugh Jackson had a, a, I mean, he had an ego at the end of the day, which is ridiculous for a person who before the season start went, what, like 1-30? It's just no good. Um, Steelers improved to 4-2 and two and 1. Um, and, you know, they might, they might kind of be back now. Um, they looked a little shaky at the beginning of the season. Sounds like they're going to get Bell back this week, though. And um, we're just going to kind of see where they go from there. Uh, they've taken control of the AFC North uh, with their win over the Bengals a few weeks ago. And they'll be, I think, fighting the rest of the way with the Bengals to win the division. Um, I think they have a very good chance to. I think that they most likely will. But, yeah, Browns fall to 2-5-1 um, and one and look to be going down and down and down. Uh, they're definitely better than they have been. They're going to need to find a new head coach. Um, who that will be, I don't know. Is it going to be a college guy? Will it be Baker's old coach, Lincoln Riley? Will it be Iowa State's coach, Matt Campbell? Um, will it be a coordinator uh, in the NFL right now? Will it be a different head coach in the NFL right now? I don't know. That I think will start to kind of take form closer to the season ending, closer to their season ending, I should say. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, going going down and down and down. 
Uh, let's move on. Colts beat the Raiders 42-28. to Colts improved to 3-5. and um, They've actually looked pretty good the past couple weeks. I uh, know it's wins against the Raiders and it's wins against the Bills. Andrew Luck, he doesn't look too hurt. He looks like he's playing pretty well. And I'm not I, I think that they dug themselves too big of a hole to win the division. And with the way Houston's looking, I don't think they have a great chance. But you know, we'll we'll see what happens. The Raiders have a Thursday night game this week against the 49ers. The Raiders are awful. Not good. And I that's kind of a game for who wants to get knocked out of a uh, number one contender spot for uh, the number one pick in the draft. We'll see what happens. Uh, we'll talk more about that on on the uh, the preview pod. But yeah, I, I don't think. I mean, the Raiders are really bad. John Gruden, I think, is just kind of looking at. Uh, he's he's looking at at the uh, the Las Vegas move as his chance to kind of clear house here in Oakland kind of get the players that he wants. I mean, they have a lot of first-round picks now, a lot of first-round picks, so it'll be interesting. They can use those right. I mean, the Raiders won't be gone for too long. If they can draft well over the next few years, the Raiders will be fine by the time that they're a year or two into Las Vegas. It'll be interesting to see if they keep going with Derek Carr, who had a pretty nice day uh, against the Colts. But, yeah, we'll we'll kind of see what happens moving forward with them. Um, the other game, uh, the... Rams and beat the Packers 49 or 29 27. Uh, you could say that was probably the best game of the week. Ty Montgomery got traded because of this game. Um, he fumbled it. There was reports of did he was he told to not bring it out, but he did bring it out. Fumbles it. Aaron Rodgers doesn't get back on the field. Packers lose. Um, Aaron Rodgers had an okay game. Jared Goff had another really good game. He's kind of probably right there with Pat Mahomes. I'd say a, a, a pretty distant second, but. I think he's right there um, competing with Pat Mahomes for that kind of MVP spot. If I mean, they play each other in Mexico in, I think, two or three weeks on Monday night. Um, so that'll be really interesting to see. That could win somebody in the MVP. You know, who knows? I, I don't know if uh, – we'll talk more about that as it gets closer. But it, it'll be – that'll be a fun one in the next couple of weeks, especially in Mexico, all of that. Those games have been fun the past couple of years. And, yeah, it'll be a good one. Uh, moving on, the Panthers beat the Ravens 36-21. Ravens are on the downward spiral. I have been picking my downward spiral teams wrong lately, but they definitely are. Um, they might be losing to some good teams, though. They lost to the Saints last week in a close one. They lost to the – I mean, they got beat pretty bad 36-21 to the Panthers this week. But, yeah, I don't, I don't think that the – the Ravens are going to do much with the Bengals and the Steelers kind of picking up steam, especially with the Steelers picking up steam. I just don't see the the, the Ravens really being able to get a wild card even. Um, I think they'll be somewhere in that 8-8, eight 9-7 and eight, nine and seven range, 7-9 seven and nine range when it's all said and done. They moved to 4-4, four and four, and the Panthers moved to 5-2, and two, who I was bagging on a few weeks ago. I apologize. Panthers are competitive. They will be competing for possibly a division I think the Saints will win it but they will be competing for that wild card spot definitely once again all right and you also had 49ers Cardinals uh yeah Cardinals won 18 to 15 I don't think anybody watched this game it was on at the same time as the Rams Packers and unless you lived in Arizona or the Bay Area, you probably didn't watch this game and you probably didn't care because both these teams are just awful, just terrible. But 
Cardinals improve six, two and six. 49ers fall to one and six. Uh, Sunday night game. Saints 30, Vikings 20. And the Saints did this with Drew Brees only throwing for 120 yards. Kamara running for, I think, like 47 and receiving 38. Mark Ingram running for 65-ish and a touchdown. They won 30 to 20, but they didn't. That's a good sign. If you if you're a Saints fan, you have to like seeing that. You have to like seeing that because the 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 whole thing with the Saints has always been, well, they can't play defense, and if Drew Brees is off, they're done. They're finished. Drew Brees only threw for 120 yards, and they beat a good Vikings team in Minnesota by 10 points. And Sunday night, hostile environment. I was very impressed by the win. If I was a Saints fan, I would be very happy about the win. And moving forward, I mean, the Saints are one of those true contenders. Right now, I'd say there's two in each conference. It's the Patriots, the Chiefs, the Rams, and the Saints. I think those are the four best teams in the NFL. And the Saints are looking better and better every week, and they're winning in ways that aren't the same. You know, you can have Drew Brees go off for 300 yards, a few touchdowns, and they'll win. But now you're seeing that you can have Drew Brees throw for 120. I mean, you don't want that every week. They won't win every week by doing that. But it shows that they can, if they need to, win that way. I think it's a great sign for them moving forward. Uh, Monday night game, Bills, Patriots. Uh, Patriots in Buffalo. Tom Brady's like 28-3 and three against these guys or something, 25-3 and three all time. And uh, they won twenty-five to six. Patriots six and two. Bills two and six. Uh, Nathan Peterman, I guess, is starting at quarterback again next week because Derek Anderson got uh, a concussion this week. Things are not looking good in Buffalo. Really not looking good. Um, teams on bye this week: Falcons, Cowboys, Titans, and Chargers. So they all stay the same record-wise. And this coming week should be another fun week of NFL football. Um, the trade deadline was a lot of fun. Uh, we saw Demarius Thomas get moved, saw Golden Tate get moved, uh, saw Ty Montgomery, Ha Clinton Dix, and who? Oh, Dante Fowler also get moved. So uh, it'll be. I mean, it was a fun little action. Like the last hour or so, everything kind of came like boom, 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 boom. But uh, yeah, it it was a good, uh, it was a good, good little trade deadline, good little weekend of uh, NFL football, and I think that. Next week, it'll be a good one, too. Uh, We'll talk about all those games on Thursday. I will make my picks on Thursday and kind of maybe start making some, you know, midseason playoff picks. Who knows? We'll find out then. Um, Now we're going to move on to college football. On to college football, folks. Uh, We're just going to kind of run through a few games, a few results from last week, and then we're going to talk a little about, about, uh, you know, the college football uh, playoff rankings, which is... Kind of the big story this week, even more so than than the games themselves. Um, so yeah, let's just go right into it. Uh, Thursday night, West Virginia destroyed Baylor, fifty-eight fourteen. Um, Appalachia State, number twenty-five, ranked for the first time in school history, uh, gets killed by Georgia Southern, thirty-four fourteen. Utah beats up on UCLA, forty-one ten. Oklahoma beats Kansas State, forty-one fourteen. Clemson, fifty-nine ten. Uh, Northwestern kicks Wisconsin out of the top 25, uh, 31-17 win. Um, it's been a pretty disappointing year for Wisconsin fans. Uh, Georgia in the big uh, world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Uh, Georgia wins 
36-17. I think that the score is a bit deceiving. Uh, it, it felt like a little bit closer of a game than it actually was. But, yeah, uh, they head to Lexington next year to face number 9, Kentucky. So that should be an interesting game, should be a fun game. But, yeah, Georgia wins 36-17 over Florida. Uh, moving on, number 17, Penn State wins 30-24 to against Iowa. Trace McSorley kind of got beat up. Really good game, though, fun to watch. And Penn State's, you know, they, they got it moving a little bit more. And Iowa has dropped the two games against the two better teams they played this year, Wisconsin and Penn State. Uh, UCF loses their first game to Houston, 57-36. to Or not UCF, USF, excuse me. So they dropped out of the top 25 also. Um, Houston just absolutely killed them. Uh, weird conference, the American conference, weird conference. Uh, Kentucky beats Missouri 15-14 to in an absolute close one. Head coach of Kentucky, Mark Stoops, was body surfing in the locker room after the game. It was a, it was a, it was a low scoring, but it was a fun one. Um, Cal beats Washington. Washington's kind of like Wisconsin. I mean, people had them going to the playoff. People had them competing this year, and they dropped uh, their third one of the season. They're out of the top 25, and it's just Browning got, got benched. It just hasn't been a good year for Washington, definitely not the year that they've expected. Uh, Mississippi State beats Texas A&M 28-13. Somehow Texas A&M still ranked after this. It doesn't matter. Washington State wins a thriller, an absolute thriller, over Stanford 41-18, or 41-38. Uh, Syracuse beats NC State 51-14. North Carolina State's also still ranked. Doesn't make a lot of sense either, especially after the last two games that they've showed. They have no defense, and they also showed that they can't really compete against the top tier teams. And then they get killed by teams like Syracuse or beat by teams like Syracuse. Uh, Notre Dame beats Navy 44 22 in San Diego. Uh, Arizona beats uh, Oregon 44 to 15. Yeah, that was, that was, I want to apologize for that one. I got that one wrong. Oregon is not as good as I thought they were. They had me believe in a couple of weeks ago, but I was wrong, and I apologize. Oregon, not very good. Pac-12, besides Washington State, not very good. The big upset of the week, I would say, uh, Texas traveled to Stillwater, and Stillwater can be a scary place for teams at night. You play, you play Stillwater, they wear some weird alternative uniforms, and you play Oklahoma State, and... Weird things can happen, and that's what did happen. Uh, Oklahoma State won 38-35. Er, it was a pretty solid game. You had all that that stuff going on with Tom Herman, Mike Gundy, uh, near the end of the game, after the game. But, yeah, Texas kind of dropped one. Um, I wasn't really buying a lot of Texas stock, even though they beat Oklahoma. Um, but they still have a chance to compete for the Big 12 championship. Their season is by no means over. Uh, it won't be a playoff year this year. They'll get better over the next couple of years, and – yeah, I, I just never really bought into Texas this season anyway. So those are just some of the results from this week. Um, now we're going to get into the new college football uh, top 25. Um, previous podcasts, I went off of the AP poll to do the top 25, and it was just kind of that, that filler position that most networks use also as their top 25 to rank teams. Um, but now that we have the actual committee's rankings, we're just going to run run through those pretty quickly, talk about it a little bit, and yeah. So number one, no surprise, Alabama, 8-0. Uh, 
Um, I, I, if, if you thought somebody else was going to be there, uh, I think that would have been a little bit silly. Uh, Clemson, number two, eight no. Also not a huge surprise. The next one is a surprise. LSU at seven and one coming in at three. Not a surprise that they're ranked high, just a surprise that they're ranked this high, I would say. Um, I, I would have put them in around five, probably, if I was picking. The uh, next up, Notre Dame comes in at four, Michigan five, Georgia six, Oklahoma seven, Washington State eight, Kentucky nine, Ohio State 10, Florida 11, UCF 12. Keep an eye on that. UCF at 12. That gives them a little bit of room, a little bit of room to uh, maybe move up the polls if enough teams lose. The West Virginia comes in at 13, Penn State 14, Utah 15, Iowa 16, Texas 17, Mississippi State at 18, Syracuse at 19, Texas A&M, which I don't get why they're ranked um, after getting beat 28-13 to to Mississippi State, but I am not on the committee. Same with the following team. Number 21, North Carolina State, which is actually one ranking above what they were, what they were last week after they lost. So I, I don't get why they're still ranked um, at 5-2. and two. They've proven that they can't beat the better teams, and they haven't. They've beaten the, the, you know, they probably have a third loss. They had to play West Virginia early in the year, but it got canceled. They would probably have a third loss had, had they had they had to play that game. I don't think they're that good. That was another misfire I had. I did have them beating Clemson. I thought maybe NC State could make some noise, but they're just proven that they're not a, not an elite football team. Not sure why they're ranked. Uh, 22, Boston College. 23, Fresno State. 24, Iowa State. That was a surprise. Um, they've had some good wins. And they've had an okay loss, too. They only lost by 10 to Oklahoma, lost to Iowa by a couple points. So, yeah, I mean, they, they beat West Virginia at home by 15, 16 points. So I think they've had a good year. And then rounding it out, uh, Virginia, number 25. So, yeah, I kind of talked a little bit about some surprises. Um, Boston College is gets a home game against Clemson in two weeks. That'll be an interesting one. Clemson on the road in Boston College would be interesting. Boston College beat them a few years ago. They ended up winning the national championship that year, but they beat them. Then the, let's see what else in here is kind of interesting. Um, you get Georgia versus Kentucky this week. That'll be a good one. Um, Syracuse at 19 is also interesting because they will be playing Notre Dame. So we'll see what happens. Um, but that's it for the pod this week. Um, join me next time, which should be tomorrow, where I'm going to do my NBA season um, first two weeks, talk about what's going on there, and then the following day, join me for the NFL college football preview. Thanks.